Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and information for everything March Madness and NBA this year. From the Final Four to the NBA playoffs, Bet Online is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and the podcast, you can find everything at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get the action. Be sure to use our promo code Believe B L E A B to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Holy moly! Man, woman, and child in that bottom of the aisles. Johnny the Jet Packers just for a moose from their shoe. Lazier breaks to the outside. He has a first down. Oh, he's goodbye. Mike Rozier, touchdown. The hand up the thunder. He gives it back to Mike's chest. He's going to throw it. He's got a man. What's going on, Husker fans? Welcome to the Husker Heisman Huddle on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Casacho, with fellow hosts and Heisman winners, Johnny the Jet Rogers and Eric Crouch. How are we doing today, fellas? Well, you guys be the host. I'm going to be the hostess today. <laughs> hostess with the mostest? Hostess with the mostest, Johnny. Giving you more of what you've been asking for. Well, we've been had a... Good spring. We've had a lot of talk to a lot of great guests. It's been pretty incredible ride here, but we're we're coming to the to the end, and and this week is going to be the spring football game, and I, I I for one am pretty excited. I don't know about you guys. I'm hoping. I think we're going to finally win a game. Someone's going to win out gonna... there. <laughs> <laughs> There's always disappointment in the spring game, but uh, I I don't know. I, I'm excited for the players and the staff and everybody just to get a little one step closer. Uh, to, you know, what they're trying to create down at Nebraska right now. It's exciting for a lot of the fans and former players to just see kind of the product that's been put on the field through spring. So it's just another step, I think, in the right direction. Well, I'm really excited for the players that we have. I, I really think that we have a good b- bunch of guys right there. And for them to see the type of fan power that we got, this will be the first time they'll see what, what they've been talking about collectively, just how excited our Husker fans really can be and what we're looking forward to for them doing their best and the support that they got is second to none. So it's going to be all in uh, this week and we'll, we'll see what we're made of. And uh, I, I really think we got the talent. I just hope that we're able to come together you know, as a team and guys that are there's young guys that don't know each other, that take an interest in just trying to, to build a team rather than individual stats. Yeah. I'm looking for big plays. Like who can make a big play? Who can, who can take it to the house, who can jump up and grab a ball for a touchdown, who can truck somebody, keep their balance and, you know, break a few tackles and take it to the house, you know, just, just let's get excited about it again. You know, let's see some big plays and excitement and energy. And I'm just hoping that, that, you know, that when they go back to watch a lot of film uh, after the spring game, that they got something to really be excited about. Well, Tom Chattel wrote an article this past weekend about the return. So I hope that they, they, they're they saying that they're really going to start approaching the, 
uh, the punt returns and the kickoffs a little differently yeah. and to try to, to take them seriously because really when you don't do it, you're giving up an opportunity to score. And it just almost makes me throw up uh, to see people fair catch on a, on a kickoff mm-hmm. return. Yeah. I mean, I bet. maybe on a punt return, not, but I, a kickoff return. I don't want return. a touchdown. I, no. I don't want no, one. No, I'll just take 20 don't yards kick, or so. Don't kick yeah. it to me. No. Yeah. I mean, there's it, it no danger whatsoever on a, on a kickoff return that you're really going to, you know, somebody's going to hit you before you catch the ball. You're going to have plenty of time to catch it and plenty of time for things to sit up and run it. So mm-hmm. why was it? What's, I don't understand what the point is that you're so afraid that they have the possibility of making a mistake because as soon as you start thinking that way and you don't do nothing, you've already made a mistake. Yeah, the jet watching people fair catch is like the devil walking into church. It's not really what it's not really what you were made of there, Johnny. No, no, <laughs> I, I can't con- no comprehend. <laughs> no. Yeah, tell them no, about that chicken story, nothing. Johnny. Tell them about the chicken story. <laughs> oh, the chicken they- to death that that chicken chasing you around. Yeah, well, that's where it all started. Well, they're chickens now. They 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 scare they scare themselves. They won't even do it in practice, and they're afraid that they're going to make mistakes. And then, you know, I listened to the coaches talk about it, too, and how they're really going to approach it. And their approach is not really that sound to me because they talk about actually being afraid of guys coming down and getting hit. And and the, 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 uh, the receiver of the punt will have to maybe elude a guy. When my whole point is that my key to success was I always had a designated player designated to get the first guy. I never had to worry about the first guy. I had to worry about just catching the ball. And that that's the key. You don't have and to. And that's real trust, worry. too. Yeah, well, yeah, trust. he got to get that. He, that's what his job is. He's not you big. He's trusted. not fast. He, he's going to get that first guy. Yep. And some kind of way, there's no way that he's going to be able to just run me over. Now, he might. we might all get hit or something might happen. It might throw it off a little bit. But I'm going to have some support. And uh, for them to think that, they, that the, the receiver of the punt is going to be able to catch the punt and elude the first man. That's that's insane. He's not going to be able to do that. Well, it's almost like now they're they've taken away part of the game uh, with how they've changed kickoffs and and fair catches and things of that nature. So it's like now now that that more importantly is the punt return for a big play. Well, you need it. Teams are tight. I mean, the only thing that really makes a difference in a lot, of, a lot of these games is really the big play. If you get a big play on special teams. It's offense, defense, and special teams. <laughs> yeah, they're the games are tight. And and Johnny, you're talking about no, you you've said it a lot of times. I knew that he was going to 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 block one, get the first guy. And That's I don't think job. that our punt returners know anything back there. Like they don't know what's about to happen to them. That's well, why they're the, there's so the, many the coaches fumbles are not instructing there. them to do that. They're on their they're, own. They're not executing. So as a unit, they're not executing. And then the punt returner doesn't know what's about to happen to him. And so he's just hoping I can just get the ball in my hands and not fumble it. Like that, not turn it over. I mean, that's what it became. I mean, two years ago, that's what it was. Two seasons ago, that's what it was. We were on a, there was a 40% chance that was going the other way <laughs> on a punt return. That's how bad it, it got that year. So they don't know. I think there's, I hope that they get to a place. Like I watched the sights and sounds. Of, of practice and I got to see some of the guys that they have back there that they're looking to because Trey Palmer's gone. So who's going to return? I know they have Isaiah Costanega back there potentially doing it. Uh, I saw Betts back there. Maybe he, now he's back in the fold. Maybe he'll return. I mean, that guy's an electric athlete. So he, you know, we need somebody who's going to, who's going to execute 
not someone who's going to execute. We need to execute as a unit so that they can know, like you're talking about, what's going to happen in terms of their blocking and whatever, so that they can cut loose and use that athleticism. Well, they got to know that we're going to return it every single time. It can't be they they don't know when we're going to return and when we're not going to return. And sometimes we fair catch and sometimes we don't. Let's just make the decision. We're going to return every time so every man knows he has to get his man every single time because everybody has an assignment. You can't just be hitting the man, letting him go, and he runs all downfield and you running behind him. No, no, no. We see that on film. You out. Johnny, what was your mindset when you when you know, like, hey, they're calling for, we're going to go block this punt? Did you still feel like, man, this is still an opportunity for me? Or were you feeling, I mean, oh, gosh, you got like eight less guys because, you know, when you go after a punt, it's hard to get back and cover. Well, they can, they, they'll get back, but the, the, the guys that they're, you know, when you're trying to block the punt, the guy's got to stay in there longer in order to make sure the punt don't get blocked. So they're not coming downfield all fast and everything. More, more, those guys are staying in there a heck of a lot longer. So I'm going to get the ball a lot quick, lot quicker and earlier before they're able to get down there anyway, because they got to stay in there if they're going to try. Um, if they're trying to bet, bet the punt, the they got to block the guys coming. Yeah, they, they got to block. The guys coming. They got to stay in there. You know. So yeah, so it, it all it all works out. But the key is that I had a designated man to take that first man. And you got men on both sides. You got speedsters coming down. And they're trying to come down as fast as they can. Linemen are where they are. But there's two outside guys, sometimes two or three or four of them. But they are coming down as fast as they can. And somebody's going to get loose. Somebody's going to get loose and lose their man. And so that my guy has to get that first man. Now, they're not all coming down at the same time. So I just need to get the first one. I can get, I can get the, after I catch it, it's, you know, I got it, but I just got to be able to catch it. You got to let the man, your man catch the ball and to get started. Once we get started, we, we know where to meet up at, at the goal line. Well, Hey, I'm hoping that they just have, I hope that rule has the, you know, I don't know if he's going to have special teams in the spring game, but I hope he has that. And I hope that they, they go ones on ones and I hope they go live. I mean, I well, know he talked been... about it in the paper. They're supposed to have it. So we should see. With the attitude on it, but uh, I don't, I don't see that they really understand it. Uh, right. I, I guess they're, they're not. They don't have coaches that are into that these days on how to design, how really to do it. Because in listening to what they were saying in the paper, they don't bit more know what they're talking about than the man in the moon. <laughs> we'll get a chance to see it with our eyes if they if they do do it. That that would be awesome. I think that's a great idea if they to to show. I mean, it's, you can say special teams is important until you blue in the face, but then when you have a spring game, you have a scrimmage. We don't do it, and everybody, you know, you so you know you've got the stands filled. You know these coat. You're not going to do it. I get that there's a risk of the risk of injury, but I think that the, the I think there's been we have erred in the in the wrong direction on 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 the live action injury front. For a number of years now, like guys might get injured as football. Uh, I think care what a character say. It's not a contact sport; it's a collision sport. So, I, I think that that's always at risk. Like if these guys don't practice, you know, with it being live, practice special teams it being live enough to be able to just hey, we're gonna play up, you know, we're gonna play a scrimmage in front of everybody. We're gonna show we can go live. This is what this will be an opportunity where we go live for a little bit. Yeah, I remember I think, it, my, our practices. I mean, you we'd sit there for 30, 40 minutes while special teams went through their, I mean, it was an important part of practice. I mean, we spent an ample amount of time on special teams. And I just remember oh, yeah. watching and watching going, man, is this, 
ever going to end? Like, <laughs> no, as a quarterback, you're, you're a like, quarterback. Let's, you're get, not let's, get, let's call some plays here. Like, but, but, but to the point, like, uh, of how important it is. Um, I mean, if you're not practicing it, uh, you know, it's going to be real difficult to go out and perform it at a high level. Well, they got guys who look forward to it. They know it's their opportunity for our opportunity to have a big play, and they mm-hmm. can't wait uh, to get in there. And they they know it's on. And if they get their block, everybody gets their man do what they're going to do. We're going to have a big play, and it's going to make a big difference, and they're part of the deal. And it's an opportunity for them to shine. And we don't shine when I score a touchdown. We shine when everybody did their job, and we all, all did well. It, because it was a team thing. It's not just me running a touchdown. It's the guy making sure I catch the ball. That's the guy getting making sure you set up the wall, making sure you get a man coming down that wall, and making sure right down to the end, even the slowest man on the team, that he stays with it until he gets a block. Everybody got to get a block. And if they um, get that block, there's there's some people that end up having a trophy uh, named after them, the Jet Award. Talk to us about that. What's and happening? They'd be, big the, week they'd for be you. the baddest men on the planet. Big, big week <laughs> yeah. for you. You want you want to pump you want to pump the event. You got a big week here. Well, we do. We got Kellen Winslow coming in here with the baddest man on the planet, one of the baddest tight ends of all time in my 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 mind. He's your he's your speaker. He's my keynote speaker coming in here, uh, and. Uh, I really respect Kellen because, you know, Kellen played in some of the greatest games ever, and he, he he's the kind of guy who would just put his whole heart into the game, uh, give it all, all the goddamn time, and it really pays off for him because he, he's very well respected, and I think he's the top one or two uh, tight ends in the history of uh, professional football, and I'm honored that he's coming down here to to help us raise money for our scholarship program and to, to be able to be there with Darius Davis, Davis mm-hmm. uh, from TS, uh, TCU uh, is uh, our Jet Award winner, and he's one of the best men on the planet. planet. Um, I mean, we, we just got an all-star cast uh, coming in here. Uh, we're sold out uh, Baxter Arena. We are we got a 1,000 people on the floor. we expecting thousands that are coming into the stands. We might have the biggest uh, sports uh, program award ceremony going on in the country and if not the we we're building towards that and we're putting a lot of people through school uh we're able to raise nearly a million dollars there here coming up uh, wow. uh just awesome. in this, this week alone and so uh i really respect that because we have so many opportunities in the trades right now for our people and our kids don't really know about these trades but uh to see sports or trades it's like a double barrel shotgun if you you could go for sports that's great Put it in one barrel, but put education in the trades in that other barrel. And so you can have two barrels going at the same time. And that that way you have a better chance of winning and guaranteeing your success for the future. But the, the Jet Award, it will be on uh, this Thursday, on like buttered popcorn. <laughs> you talk about highlights, it's yeah, going to be a wait. blast. I always have a great yeah. time at that show. He does it right. Johnny does it right. He's got uh, a black tie event. Everybody dressed to the nines. Well, we don't necessarily, we want you to dress up and some of our guys, I'll have a tuxedo on. A couple guys mm-hmm. have tuxedos on, uh, but we dress like up, we dress that, up. Johnny. We have a pre-party, a VIP party. We have after party. We, we there to party. I could tell you it's <laughs> on like buttered popcorn. You know how to party, Johnny. Oh yeah. You could wear a black or a white tuxedo. It's a party. Black. <laughs> black. <laughs> yeah, I got them both. 
Um, yeah, that's awesome, Johnny. I think it's great that, you, that you've done this award and that, that that you've had these guys come in and and had you had rule in and 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 all that. So that that's going to be great. I think. Yeah, that, Matt Rule is going to be our our, our our key one of our keynote speakers. Trev Alberts is also going to be one of our keynote speakers. Tom Osborne, the governor. Uh, we have several uh, speakers. Uh, some on tape and uh, uh, some actually going to be live. Uh, it's just going to be an all-star cast and. I'm just uh, fortunate that I came along at a time where I just looked after after all that at that time. It was the only category in college football that didn't have an award. Can you imagine? Guys are running a hundred yard touchdowns, and you yeah. don't have an award for it. And I was able to come mm -hmm. up at a time where we could establish an award to give them recognition for something that is truly deserving. It's a it's a hundred yard touchdowns. I mean, that's a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, really, that, kick, kick, and and then and then there in Nebraska, we don't even run the kickoff back, and we got guys running hundred yard <laughs> touchdowns. Now, golly, yeah, I mean we you got, gotta we, you see the thousands and thousands of yards every year, thousands of yards. <laughs> yeah, you see yeah, the impact the lack thereof is it makes in Nebraska. <laughs> so I can't the lacking it. of it, you see the impact that it makes. It's obviously important. Have, has there any been ever been a Husker football player that's been up for this one? Johnny, not like nominated? Not, 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 not for the top category. No, because because okay. you started it, I think, after Pearsonell was here. Pearsonell was was probably the last punt returner that we ever had that was worth worth even considering for this this kind of an award. Twenty eleven, uh, Joe Adams won it from Arkansas. I think that was your first year, wasn't it, Johnny? Twenty eleven was, um, was my first year. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, that is after that. that's Pearsonell's after yeah. that. He just didn't get it. Somebody else got it, <laughs> but yeah, he, I mean, Tavon Austin, was... Ty Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey, Adoree Jackson, uh, Dante Pettis. I mean, these are, these are some ballers right Those here. Those are some guys. Yeah. yeah. There are some, some big guys who won that award and making um, money now. Yeah. 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 Those, are, th those are super bowl champions. Some of those guys. So the bad, some um, of the baddest men on the planet. I love the bad man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love to hear a bad, bad boy returning <laughs> punts. Well, I love to love to hear, it, and I hope I hope that we have somebody on this team that we will that will be considered again. Um, I I, I hope so. Well, I, hope I just hope they put an effort into it because we're we're not. It's game is offense, defense, and special teams. That's football. I when saw you cut out when, when you when you cut out a third of it, you, you you're just not going to win uh, as many games. You're gonna gonna. You're going to come up short more times than not because you're not putting an effort into something that other people are. And there are people that are running returns back on us. And sometimes we go through a god darn game and get zero yards. We get minus yeah. yards. Yeah. Minus. I saw Anthony Grant returning kick returns, though. That would be kind of interesting. That could be interesting to do. It shows they're putting some of their top guys up there. I saw Luke Reimer blocking. So they, they are putting some effort into it. And it'll be interesting to see. You know what they do. Um, mostly, I saw wide receivers, like I kind of mentioned, returning. What do you guys think of? You know, we haven't previewed that room this year. That's going to be interesting. We kind of got a new face to the, you know, to the room outside of Marcus Washington. These guys weren't here last year. Xavier Betts, we know from two seasons ago, but then he wasn't with the program last year. And then we added guys like Billy Kemp. Isaiah Castanega was here last year, but I think he, you know, outside of the first game against Northwestern had very little impact and then answer, entered the portal. It's interesting to have a couple guys like 
leave the team at some point during last season and then be back this year. Um, but that's kind of the room. Normally you would think, you know, we've talked about the QB competition last week uh, with uh, Casey Thompson being the returning starter. Marcus Washington, would you think would give Casey a leg up with their familiarity? But it's, a, you know, it's a new team. It's a new wide receiver room, new offense. You know, how do you, I think, how do you guys feel about the room? I guess I should say. When you say the room, what, what are you talking about? The, the quarterback? Wide receivers. Situation? Oh, the wide receivers. Wide receivers. Got some oh. new talent. It's not a bad group. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I haven't focused on t- too much of the receiver uh, group as as of late. Um, but uh, I mean, I look forward to it. I, I know that, uh, you know, spring is a chance for guys to shine a little bit. But I mean, I, the things that I look for, like, I'm just looking for guys that are selfless when it comes to receivers because in this offense, um, I think they're going to spread the ball around. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to run the ball. So I think you're going to have to get nasty on the outside and you're going to have to want to block. Um, I think that's important. And um, so guys that are that are guys that are strong and, and tough and and kind of willing to to work hard. You know, I'm just looking for that that gritty, a gritty core of receivers that, you know, Whatever plays called, they're gonna they're, they're not gonna feel like, oh man, I can't believe they're calling this play again. Right? I mean, they they, they got to be selfless, in my opinion. And I mean, I know it was like that when you're running option football back in the day, but right now yeah. they they get touches. I know they get touches. So, um, just looking for guys to make plays and be selfless. I guess that's I just want to see a good group of guys that are ready to go and and energized about this new offense. Well, I got. I, I think we got good receivers, and I think their intentions are well. But my my focus in the last few years have been just on offensive linemen, uh, because uh, our our quarterbacks can't really can't get get the the most out of their receivers when they're scrambling all the time, when they're running for their life all the time. You got to take what you can get, so you really can't plan. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, you could do a down out and then a down. Well, yeah. hell, by the time you do the down and out, the quarterback the is scrambling. Dead. You don't get the down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's you got a big play you, too. Yeah. Oh, that's that was one of my favorite plays. Mm-hmm. I used to score on, on the post and then the curl. You take him into the post, you know, deep and make him make him turn and run and then curl up on him. You're gonna get it darn near every darn darn time. But mm-hmm. it takes time. And that those right. offensive lines got to give our quarterback the time. We don't have time to do anything but but roll out and, and, and pass it on the run or run. That that's darn near it. I mean, the drop back pass, we can do something really creative. Has not been there because we really haven't had the offensive guys on the line to actually give a quarterback the time, and uh, well, that 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 running, uh, just scrambling all the time is just really not going to get it because they they scuff out of the pocket and then it's in, uh, in over our head, fellas. We and we need we we need linemen that can not just block but can run. We got to be able to pull out and run them sweeps. <laughs> they don't even run sweeps anymore. They just that's what I was... the all the time. Yeah. I wanted to see that's what I kind of want to see. And I think to both of your points to, to Eric as well, like we talk about the run game. We could talk about the offensive lineman needing to block, which I think is true. These guys aren't gonna be able to run their routes. The quarterbacks running around everywhere, but these guys, if we're going to believe what the offense rule wants to run with, with it's what Satterfield wants to do in a stressful run game, these guys, you know, in, in, in your day, particularly, you know, Eric, they, they those receivers blocked. Mm-hmm. They knew how to block. So I want to see them a be able to do that, know what they're doing. They're going to be having to block against a three-three-five defense. 
And that's going to be an interesting thing to see that for the first time in the spring game. So you're going to be, you know, blocking defensive backs. You're going to be good on good a lot of the time. And it, and it's, I want to see him be able to do that. But also, like you said, Eric, I want to see some big plays. I want to see some guys make some plays. You know, we may not see Casey Thompson play, but I want to see Sims at, at quarterback. And I want to see him, you know, make a big play to a wide receiver and make a big play with his legs. Um, and then on the, the offensive line side, you know, we, we talked about this, obviously that, that room, you know, wasn't great last year, um, to, you know, that's putting it kindly, but they're returning a lot of guys and there's been a lot of, you know, from rule, a lot of statements, kind of a lack of panic. You know, I think he's even said that Bryce Benhart, I know that's been a controversial player for everybody that, that, you know, the ups and downs really a lot and more downs and ups that he's gone through as an offensive lineman at Nebraska with after coming kind of highly touted as a recruit um, that he's an NFL offensive lineman. You know, you have Turner Corcoran, you, you know, Newley's coming back at guard, but that the line, there's, there's at least something there to believe that the line should be, the offensive line should be better. But we've talked with Adam about the defensive line um, a couple weeks ago, and there's just not a ton of talent there. And they're playing, you know, in a new defensive scheme. I think if they're on what I, you know, I think in spring, you don't really win. You can't really say, oh my God, look how great that was. But you can see things that maybe are red flag that you may be a little bit concerned about. And I'll be a little bit concerned if that offensive line is unable to open holes in the run game against a defense of front that's lost a lot of talent. Like we're talking about losing Oshawan Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner. That's two captains. You know, and a guy that's gone going to the NFL has been to the combine. So you're you're losing those three guys. Defensive line that wasn't that good last year. They're learning a new defensive scheme. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're losing those guys. They're learning a new defensive scheme. If you can't block those guys, as a defensive scheme that at least on paper doesn't seem like it's that great at stopping the run, or at least you have to play very sound football to to play that scheme and stop the run. It's still new for them. If that offensive line can't run the ball, we could talk all spring as we have about emphasizing the run game. But if we can't run the ball against in, uh, an inexperienced defensive front that's graduated most of its you know talent from last year, production from last year, I, I'll be pretty concerned. That's how I, that's my statement on the run game and the offensive line. What kind of a look do you think they're going to have? I mean, uh, they were. Where, where are we running from the pro to spread the eye? What, what are they looking at? Well, I think it'll be a little bit of it. I, I know that they, we might even see a fullback. Like they've talked about, about having that and, and wanted to, to control the game. Have a fullback, do they have an eye back or just a fullback? Well, we'll have they'll, they'll, they'll have both. We have both. So you'd be mm-hmm. running, have you have isolation plays then. Yeah. I think, we'll, I think that that's kind of part of the, some of the point there that they'll, they'll yeah, they'll I don't think that. the offense will be built around the fullback, but I mean, they'll no. be using him. Uh, but they may use him, they may yeah. use one. Um, so they, but they've been emphasizing the right end type of position. Well, we should see some power, some power run, like some football where they try to control the game. If that is unsuccessful, I guess that's what I'm saying. If it's unsuccessful against that defensive front, I'll be a little concerned. I'll be concerned. I'll be concerned about the offensive line because you're already a little concerned about the offensive line. You didn't see it last year. So you want to see, you know, we've talked, you know, we, you've talked about it, Johnny rule coming out and saying, 
I want to it starts up front. We're going to get this offensive line ready to go. He's been quelling a lot of worries saying that they're ready to go. That they better they, be ready. Mm-hmm. I better see it. I better, better see be some ready. blocks. I better see him and, opening and some where holes. where the line can run too, you know. I better see some block. open some holes. I remember when I was playing, I always had to block shit. I was on, you know, wing backs. I was like a, t- a tight end. I had to block down on the tackles all the damn time. If I can do it, they can do it. We got to block. Everybody got to get a block. Yeah, I, I hope that they're doing that. I hope it's live. I hope that the defensive backs and that, you know, if they're going to be five defensive backs out there, I hope that we see them kind of make some plays in the pass game. As much as I want to see the, the quarterback and the wide receivers make some plays, I want to see the defensive backs, you know, maybe get a pick here or something. Um, oh, yeah. That's Blitzing. the kind of defense we're going to play. Gotta put that yeah. pressure on. Blitz. All the time. That means one-on-one coverage. So we got to have to cover one-on-one. We got to get some blitz. We got to put that pressure on them all the time. Well, we we've talked a lot about about being live, and I know that rules talked about being live in practice. I, I've always wanted to, wondered from you guys. You know, you guys played you know two different eras in Nebraska football. How much live work did you guys do um, during your practices, and, and what was your spring game like? Well, in my time, we we went live at least once a week. Oh yeah, yeah, we were live once every, a week. I mean, every, every it week, like offensive line was always live. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think just, we were always live too. We just didn't hit the quarterback. Yeah, you yep. never really right. hit the quarterback, but everybody else was darn near live all the darn darn time. You know, and, uh, we, and we, we did. Went, we, we went live too. Uh, I mean, I think each week we were we were live at least. You know, you do a goal line or uh, ones versus twos, or ones versus ones. You know, you have that big battle. Um, you know, just to stay fresh and keep keep it going. And 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 those were, you know, those will full go, uh, in the spring for sure. Oh yeah, definitely in the spring. Those weekly scrimmage. Yeah, yep. yeah. We we didn't uh, go live during during the year, uh, but uh, d- during the season. But uh, during spring practice, we was live all the darn time. Spring practice, and yeah. and uh, and Eric, what was your spring game like? Did they have did they do ones and twos versus ones and twos? Is that kind of how they handle it? So that like second offense is playing the second defense, and the first offense is playing the first defense. Yeah, I think so. They kind of did a I think like ones and three. You know, your one and third offense against your like second and fourth defense. Okay. Something like right, that. Right. Something like Might that. Might have been the other way around. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, they mixed it up. Yeah, they haven't done that in a long time. It's always kind of, you know, I think last year it was kind of like a mixture of, you know, the, there wasn't really a one and there wasn't really twos and they kind of just went out there and played each other. And then there was kind of like the two, the threes and fours were kind of mixed too. I hope that they do, you know, we've talked about iron on iron, sharpen iron. I think everybody wants to see the ones, you know, I want to see the ones play the ones for like, a, for a quarter at least. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we don't know who, who's ones yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah. You're not, they, they're not designated That's depth true. Charts right now. Whatever the depth chart uh, is, you throw that out there and people just have to yeah, go with just, it. Yeah, it doesn't have to, you, you, you got to earn to be a one, earn to be a two and earn to be a three. But they have no one has earned to be anybody. They're just people playing positions right now that really going to just have stand out. Uh, and I would think before after the spring, they'll have to when they go into a fall practice that we have to have some designation who's going to start where. I don't think they're going to get any ones and twos and stuff like. That. I don't really think so. Well, I hope that it's like at least you know. Well, not I just put want out the depth the... chart. They're not going to put out a depth chart right now. They're just I mean because no. internally, like. You know, they got to list people somewhere to, you know, you go to this group, you go to that group, you're next, how many reps you get. So right. they have this stuff internally right now. So the, the players know how, you know, how it works. But what I think what Johnny's saying is they're not going to list anything permanent 
Um, no. And they, maybe, you know, that just, that comes later. I, that may even come late, like first game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. What I'm just saying is I want to see, like, I don't want to see, you know, Corcoran, like, I don't want to see if, if Corcoran and Ben Hart, like some of the positions they know, I don't want to see those guys on different offensive lines. And it's just like, oh, well, we're just, we're playing. I want to see a unit, if whatever they think the best unit is after spring, it could be fluid, but like whatever they think that is, put them out there. Yeah. Whatever they think the best defensive unit is up front, put them out there against that, that unit. And if there's twos after that, have those guys playing each other. And maybe you see something in the game in front of the fans that you want to move a, a, a two up to a one or whatever it is. And that's, but that's what I would like to see. Um, and it's just fun. Like it's a great time. Like particularly for Nebraska, like we, we've, we've joked about spring football being the best time to be a Nebraska fan because you can't lose in spring. But, they, but the, the truth is it, it is a special time to be, a, to be a, for Husker fans because the, the truth is that there's not very many fans in the country that take, you know, Nebraska, you know, college football seriously as Husker fans do. And they, you know, they pack the stadium. It's a the special stadium. scene. They fill the stadium. It's it's a special thing to see, and it's fun to fun to be a part of. Are you guys going to make it down there? I plan I'm, to. Yeah, I'm planning on it too. Yeah, I got a dozen kids. I'm taking down. Yeah, it's a fun to go. The kid, the, it's fun they're, to go. They're with all, kids. My all coach, mine. my coach Frank Solch will be back. So man, I'm looking forward to you know. That's right. And, That's and right. Saying hi to him and being part of those festivities. I think it's you know big big deal. Um, you know for for coach to be back. I mean, I don't think he's been back. And uh, no. Maybe we can get the curse gone. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And uh, please lift it forever and ever and ever. So, um, you know, and, we gotta and I get him and people Bo are going to just back. love. <laughs> I mean, I just cheer as loud as you can when he steps out on the field because I mean he deserves it. He does. It, it's a it's a shame that he hasn't been back. Um, until now, I was. It's one of the best things probably Rule has done. I think thus far is to is to encourage it. Although Rule gave Trev a lot of the credit for that. But it's it's unbelievable, you know. Frank Solich was a great, great, great Nebraska coach, and he should, you know, it's a it's a shame that it's that's been so long. So it's really exciting time. I you've got to be so excited about that, Eric. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've the last time I saw him uh, was that he came to uh, he came to the College uh, Football Hall of Fame when I was inducted a couple of years ago, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him again. So uh, this perfect place on Memorial Field. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um. Well, I'm excited to see it, and I can't wait to to talk to you guys about how how it works out next week. We're looking forward to it too. Well, we'll, we'll be some there. Plays, some big plays and getting after it, and we want to see good football again. We might get a punt return. I hope we do. That's our show for this week. This episode was presented by Bet Online. Tune in next week to hear how the the spring game went. And as always, go Big Red. Every day's game day, y'all. See you guys. I was raised in Nebraska, but one time I journeyed south, and the things those Okies said down there made me wipe out a couple of miles. They like their Sooner football, and they don't like the Huskers enough. But I surprised them all when I sang this song. I made them take off and run. You 
can boast about your victory Tell me all about your team But when we meet on the football field Your bridges won't be clean You can brag about the Sooners And sing your old fight song But don't come across our borderline Cause you knuckleheads don't belong Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.